0: Welcome to Spectacular Slovakia. Winter time is carnival time and in Slovak villages this also means it's time for Zabijačka. Naomi Huzovičová is here today to tell us what it means. A small hint, if you're vegetarian, this is not going to be your favorite episode of Spectacular Slovakia. My name is Michaela Tarentani. welcome to the podcast. Naomi... Glad to have you back to talk about food once again. My favorite topic. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is Zabijacka, Naomi? So, Zabijacka
1: is the Slovak butchering of a pig. Yeah.
0: And why is it special for Slovaks?
1: It's kind of a party. <laughs>
0: it is. Yeah.
1: So, I grew up on a farm and we butchered animals in all the Canada. Th- in Canada. Sorry. And uh, we butchered a- animals completely differently. We just, Butchered them, cut them up, and put them in the freezer. There was no, there's no party over it. Yeah. Um. Although it was, sometimes it was a family affair when there was lots of like sheep to do, for example.
0: So you just would cut up the the meat, and um, that's and in the freezer,
1: right? What are
0: Slovaks in
1: Slovakia? Um. They call family to come do it, partly because there's no mechanization. So you have to you know, lift up the pig by, by hand. Um, so everyone comes together. It's a big preparation. The night before, usually our dadushko at any rate, our grandpa prepares. They have these big, huge cauldrons that you can put inside a, a metal barrel. Underneath the cauldron, there's a grate. And you build a fire on that. And you fill these huge cauldrons up with, they're about 50 liters or so, I think. And you fill them up with water Early in the morning, you start start the fires and get the water heated up. Then and and the approach to zabiatchka is that they use almost every single part of the pig. So my husband always says we use everything but the toenails. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and and it's true. And I I really love that approach because it's it's much more sustainable. For one thing, I mean this this. North Americans tend to be very um, picky about feeling squeamish about organ meats and and they're not used to the taste and just the idea that makes them kind of turns them off. Um, but I love the approach of using it all and, and to me, you know, some people choose to be vegetarian for ethical reasons. They don't want to eat animals or, you know, be mean to them or whatever. To me, using the whole animal is is a sign of respect <clears throat> of respect and not not throwing away not being careless or wasteful with with the life that was given to you so that we could survive and so that we can eat.
0: So what is the what really happens when you're ready with your cauldrons and filled with water?
1: So the cauldrons are ready and uh, my husband's some people do it on their own. My husband's family always called a butcher and Give a shock to the pig that kind of knocks it out, so he never feels anything. And but then you bleed the pig, so you cut the jugular and bleed the the blood into a bucket. Um, stick your arm in there and keep stirring it so it doesn't coagulate. <laughs> and uh, then you prepare the pig, hang it up, uh, gut it, and all the th- all the organs go into one cauldron. And uh, you use the hot water to wash the outside and stuff, and then all the organs go into one cauldron, and a lot of bones go into another cauldron. And uh, yeah, then you start cutting it up. You have the pieces, and then so you have pieces of meat, and then you make all different kinds of stuff. And before he, before he starts making things, he always says, "Okay, Babichka, like, what do you want to make?" this time because there's so many different things that you can make and you kind of have to pick
0: and choose mm-hmm.
1: one of them well for lunch my mother-in-law always makes mozgi which this is how
0: the party starts this is mm-hmm. how the party
1: starts this is for lunch we have mozgi it's brains ground up with ground meat with some of the meat grinded up lots of caramelized onions and it's really good there's no if you didn't know there was brains in it, you wouldn't know by eating. it. So you it.
0: don't use don't you don't put eggs in oh, it? Oh yes, there's eggs okay. in it, sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You
1: cook the okay. caramelise the onions, some garlic, put in the the hamburger uh, ground meat and and uh brains mm-hmm. and then eggs at the very last mm-hmm. and maybe some caraway or something. So it's like scrambled
0: eggs with meat yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, and then you mm-hmm. eat it with
1: pickles and yeah. bread. That's always lunch. Um, usually the slivovice is flowing freely. Yeah, <laughs> Got to get a shot in there and here and there. Because it's cold outside. It's cold, you got to keep it, warm.
0: <laughs> it's January or February, yeah. that's the time to do this job, so...
1: Yeah, because I mean, then the meat you can, because the meat itself has to sit overnight, um, has to cool down and sit overnight before you can package it up. And if you did it when it was hot, then it would all spoil. So, for practical reasons, it should be cold unless you have like a fridge
0: container or something. Also, we are talking about the traditional way of doing this, yeah. uh, the way people used to do before having fridges or yeah. anything of the sort. So,
1: yeah. Uh, and it, People often did Zabiaczka, I think, during um, the time before Lent, kind of like Christmas Lent. Fashiangi. yeah. It's kind of party open. time. Mm-hmm. Some of the different things that they would make would be yatarnitschki. It's a, a, they would take these organs have been cooking in the cauldron. You take them up, grind them up, um, and mix it with rice. It's, and a whole bunch of herbs and garlic put them into stuff them into sausage casing and we I would freeze them and I love it because A they're tasty and B I can pull it in my freezer and and have a meal ready right away. Another thing is tlachenka. Mm-hmm. It's called in English we would call it head cheese or brawn, depending where you're from. And this is, again, these different parts, different organs cut up into this one is kind of more chunks. And then mix. So the broth that the or the cauldron with all the bones, all the collagen has been bubbling away in there. And the broth that comes from that is very gelatinous. Excellent for you. Very healthy. You mix the pieces of, of meat and organs with herbs and this broth, put it in casings. And when it cools, it's it's yeah, it's. This gelatinous meat that you can slice and eat.
0: So that's what you eat cold, usually? Yeah. With some cut like fresh onions. Uh,
1: yeah, onions and vinegar. And
0: vinegar. Yeah.
1: And uh gotta make bacon, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so usually some pieces of of the pieces for making bacon are are cut and put to soak. They soak in like a salt solution for a couple of days before it's smoked. Uh, podbradki,
0: podbradok. Podbradok. Mm-hmm.
1: It's not my favorite. It's basically a big chunk of fat that is boiled, and then he's the stuffed holes in it. They stuff holes in it and fill these holes with um, garlic that's been ground up with paprika. It's for me that one's definitely an acquired
0: taste. Yeah. I don't think I ever eat that one as well. What do you do with the blood?
1: Ah, yes. Then so you've you've used the the stock from the organs and the bones to make rice for the yachanichki to make the tlačenka. You pour that out. Some people make um, zabyachkova kapusnitsa from it. I've <laughs> never actually had that, but um, then you you have two en- empty cauldrons again, and in one you make kasha so zabyachkova kasha is blood pudding basically and there's pearl bar um like cut up barley with the blood and you stir it for a long, a long time, time. <laughs> i forget how long it is people but it's take a long, turns yeah. stirring yeah and i mean nobody really minds that job because it's cold and you get to stand by the fire and like be warm that's, and drink your slivovita yeah. while stirring <laughs> that's the warm job um and then in the other cauldron, you've cut up, you cut up uh, a lot of fat and to make lard, and so you make lard in that one. Someone else is also stirring that, and you end up with lard and cracklings. And and here, uh, when I've seen cracklings before, it's like all the fat is taken from them, whereas here they leave the cracklings still quite fatty, mm-hmm. and then you can grind it up to use for other things. So you can make. Um, a spread for bread from it or
0: Oškvarková natierka
1: Oškvarková natierka or or pagachi. it's like these savory biscuits and they're really good So if if they were to to extract all the fat from it you wouldn't be able to grind it up. Mm
0: -hmm. So Pagače you might be familiar with also from uh, pubs or it's a very typical thing to have with your beer also when you go out well, even I mean, even at
1: celebrations people often celebrations. have like plates of plates of um yeah on the table with piles
0: yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a very uh, common thing common to food, eat for yeah. Slovaks Again, And they're really
1: addictive i mean if the if you get a good one if you get a really good one they're but
0: addictive. but it's not easy to find a good one i have to say it's like if you're Slovak and you know your package <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you you can get quite picky about who makes them and how they make them oh for so, sure
1: and i've had yeah. really different kinds i mean i've had some that are have a lot of fat so they're quite crispy mm-hmm. and really rich i've had other ones that are quite soft and and but you can still there's still enough fat that you can kind of break them what they do when they when they make these biscuits they layer them with with butter in, or as well um and it kind of has an effect like when you make croissants, so it makes these layers and you fold it a number of times. So then it makes these layers and they're kind of these crispy layers. It's really good. But often, yeah, often you have pagach and they're dry or like, yeah, just a dry pugach is just, no.
0: So it's not a pagach, it's no. just yeah. It's just this thing. <laughs> so um, we haven't really mentioned uh, the the sausages that people usually associate with Hungary and Slovakia, so the, the actual the dried sausage, uh, do you make those? Yeah, mm-hmm. we've
1: made them a couple times, mm-hmm. um, sometimes with zabiatchka, sometimes separately.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, those are. They
0: take a while to make. It's not. <coughs> uh, it's not like you can have them on the same day.
1: Yeah, so the, I mean, you grind it, on quite a big grind. You grind the meat. And it can be only pork. You can also add in, I've had, I've had ones with um, lamb meat, with goat, with beef. You can mix with it.
0: With or... Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. With venison and a lot of paprika.
0: <laughs> we are in Slovakia.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, put them in casings and then smoke them. And that once they're smoked, the smell of smoked, cl- like freshly smoked kielbasa is just so delicious. It's just, yeah. It's all that umami, umami is, mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they also make uh, pashchika, so you can make like a liver paste, which is really good. Um, and then for supper, by the end of the day, I'm ready for a salad. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> I've been eating all these rich, so like organ meat, you know. Because as he's making these things, he always gives me little pieces of things to eat, and you're snacking, and you've had all this rich food. So by the time supper comes along I'm like I just want a salad that's really all I want but we always there's always a big plate of, or a baking sheet of baked meat and so he often with like pieces with bones in it so like ribs and stuff like that and they make a, a it's I don't know lots of paprika that's all I can remember that goes on it Oh you put it. garlic on it and, yeah, garlic onions. and paprika and onions and bake
0: it The thing is The idea is really to eat the fresh meat, which is very different from the frozen meat one pulled out out of the freezer.
1: And usually we end up eating it the next day, (laughs) because by by supper time you're still full.
0: Yeah. So the side dish that I associate with all these meals on a Zabijacka day is, um, apart from the Slovak bread that must be present, is also the sauerkraut, Mm -hmm. which makes things a little bit, you know... F- feel less fat. <laughs> let's say. That's
1: actually something I miss because we usually, when I've had it, it's usually just been pickles, like vinegar pickles. Okay. Um, and whenever I think last time I did bring some sauerkraut because it would make everything just digest so much s- smoother and lighter.
0: For example, uh, the jaternica, jaterniczki with the sauerkraut is a, is a really good combo because mm. yeah, sometimes the zabiectka things get just too. You know, salty and fatty and heavy, so you just, the uh, acid taste is missing. This
1: acidity helps, um, but it's also, I mean, real sauerkraut, like if you have fermented sauerkraut, it Mm -hmm. does, it really does help your digestion. It gets the, you know, gastric juices going and there's enzymes and and probiotics in there. So I, I think they pair well for a reason mm-hmm. like it's not just random that they taste good together mm-hmm. but unfortunately a lot of the acidity now comes from vinegar, vinegar based yeah. so like chalamada, that's like a vinegar based sour cabbage yeah. um
0: or pickles but many people do their fermented uh, cabbage at yeah. home it's it's actually pretty easy to make at Very, home yeah. you don't even need the special uh, crock croc. you just put it in a um, jar. In a jar and... Yeah,
1: usually mm-hmm. there's those three or four liter jars and I usually... You are into fermentation, in the... yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. why I'm preaching about it. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs>
0: so, so much for some healthy Slovak um, cuisine today. Uh, what uh, would you tell those who are not as lucky as you to have a family who does zabijeczka? Is there a way to experience Slovak zabijeczka for a tourist or a, a visitor?
1: Uh, well, usually towns hold a Zabieczka. Uh Sometimes the fire department has one, and then they sell the the products.
0: Um, it's become quite popular around Slovakia in uh, villages. That the villages would organize zábiatčka. Yeah. You can come have a look how they do it, and then buy some food.
1: Yeah, and uh-huh. I think some pubs have also like some yeah
0: kind of homey style restaurants have started having yeah. them as well. Yeah. So if you're in Slovakia in January or February, you might come across uh, an event like that. Don't be shy. (laughs) Try some of the
1: things that we (laughs) mentioned.
0: Be adventurous. (laughs) Okay, thank you for sharing and see you soon again. Thanks for listening. If you like traveling around Slovakia and have recommendations you would like to share with our listeners, let us know at spectator at spectator.sk or on Facebook. For full information about traveling in Slovakia, visit shop.spectator.sk to buy our spectacular Slovakia travel guide. This was Spectacular Slovakia with Michaela Terencány brought to you by the Slovak Spectator, Slovakia's English-language newspaper. Special thanks to Tomáš Ribar for post-production of this podcast. Spectacular Slovakia is available on spectator.sk, SoundCloud or iTunes with new episodes out every Wednesday evening.